0: What's up, podcast listeners? This is Michael Campo in the I Choose series, and what you're about to hear is episode three from our Facebook Live. This episode, we speak with Christina, who's now been sober for seven years. She talks about all of the transformation that's happened in her life, how she was addicted to pain meds, and finding strength and opportunity. I think the question that comes to mind, for me particularly, listening back to this episode, is how we treat people who are addicted to drugs tell me a little bit about your story
1: well i um i am seven years clean now congratulations i was yeah um i was addicted to pain medication um that i got from a doctor Mm. um and they kind of like I had to get a new doctor, and the new doctor wouldn't mean me off them, so I ended up pretty much going to the street to do them, Mm. uh, buying them off the street to not be sick. Um, One thing led to another, and I was off and running, I guess you could say, (laughs) with the addiction. Yeah. It really takes a hold of you when you're...
0: Why, um, why were you, why were you prescribed the pain meds in the first place?
1: Um, I have a problem with my knee. Um, I was hit by a car when I was younger, actually, in my elementary school parking lot. Uh, And it just, my knee was, and I had pain with my knee, and they had given it to me, me not knowing, really. I was kind of young. I was 19, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, I probably contained medicine in my life till then. Mm-hmm. So it was different for me, I guess. It's in my family, alcoholism and uh, drug problems. Mm-hmm. So I always said, you know, I wouldn't be like my parents and that wouldn't happen. But when you're taking them for so long and you stop taking them, you don't realize what it does to your body, the toll it puts on your body. Um, as far as like needing more and when you can't get them from your doctor anymore, you go somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Let me, you know, when we were talking with Eddie, you know, he shared his story and it was very similar to yours. Um, you know, he got, he got hooked on the, on the pain meds and then, um, you know, he graduated to, uh, to heroin as well. Was that, was that a similar path for you?
1: Um, I think I tried it, like, once, um, and I actually, it actually scared me. So I'd have to say that I did try it once, mm-hmm. but I knew that I would like it too much, and I kind of had to pull myself back yeah. in from that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I have done other stuff. Like, I had a problem with cocaine for a little mm-hmm. while. All that brought me to pretty much, you know, jail. Um, uh, losing everything my family my daughter you know I uh, just just got her back <laughs> it's been eight seven years it rips through your life it does take everything away from you and you do end up in spaces you don't want to be yeah
0: yeah listen I mean I was I was really moved when you kind of reached out to me and you said hey I want to tell my story and um I've been thinking about different ways that we can do that because you weren't the only one who reached out and so I think that, you know, this this series gives us an opportunity where we could just kind of communicate and you can share your story. I think it's super important. I mean, this whole I choose thing is about empowering people and reminding them that they have a choice in their life, you know, even when it feels like you don't have a choice. And I kind of want to know, like, you know, when did you know it was a problem?
1: Well, for a while, I, I denied it. Obviously, I think we all... Well, I, can, I can speak for myself, I can't speak for other people, yeah. but I think we all have that time where we're like, oh, I got it, you know, I I can do this, I don't have a problem. Yeah. But in all actual, the time when I felt or knew that I had a problem, um, actually I had, I wasn't using that day, but I got into a really bad car accident. I actually like flipped my daughter's father's mother's van mm. And, um, I didn't have the kids with me, but when I crashed it, I, I screamed for the kids when I, when I came to, Mm. like, I had like that, oh my God, like, do I have my kids with me? Do I not have my kids with me? Like, you know, just that scared moment. And I had to like, remember that, no, they're at the house with somebody. Mm. Like, it was very, that was the time where I was like, I think that I need to, to go get help. I'm being reckless. I'm, I'm driving under the influence. I've smashed every car that I've ever spent my money on. Thank God it's never been like hitting somebody else or somebody else's car. It's always been me like going off the road or whatnot, but that's still reckless and dangerous. And that's pretty much when I had to Go gal.
0: Did you feel like um, I mean, this is kind of like a dumb question I'm going through the questions that we that I emailed you and stuff but I, I feel like I know the answer to these questions some of them you know, but I'm just going to ask them anyway for anyone out there who's like who may be struggling as well. Um, was there a point in time when you felt that you were like totally in control of this no problem you got this and it was just like you're in control.
1: I'd had everybody, to my grandmother, to my mom, to everybody telling me, Chrissy, you need to go get help. Um, you know, this isn't you. Yeah, yeah. And hey. I would just push them off. Yeah, and Because no. I was, you know, I was working. I was still yeah. making money. So you functioning. You know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was fully functioning. But at the same time, I wasn't. I was losing, like, everything. My daughter, you know that was the hardest moment of my life making the decisions that I had to make to go get help. Mm. But I thought I was in control, yeah. But I walk wasn't. me
0: through that. So you're you're out of control. You said the hardest part was losing your daughter. How did that happen? What happened?
1: Um, I pretty I had to go into rehab. When I finally came to the realization that I had to go, you know, it I didn't just go for thirty days. I went for like four months straight. And then I went to a six month um, sober living, but I had to make that decision to pretty much leave my daughter. Um, I had some support getting sober, but I didn't, like I had my mom and my dad and, you know, I did so much damage to my grandparents. They were kind of like, well, we'll see how you do. You know, I stole from them. I, I, you know, I took, all respect they had for me went out the window yeah. like I wasn't allowed in their house so it was very hard I didn't have anybody to take her she had to go with their dad um he wouldn't let me take her into one of the programs I found where you could take your kids with you and it kind of teaches you how to cope being sober and have your child with you at the same time mm. um And he would not allow that at all. Her dad was like, oh, she doesn't have a problem. Her mother does. So I didn't really have very much support as far as, like, going in and getting sober. Like, I didn't have very many people visit me. So it was hard. Like, I needed a lot of strength. Like, it was strength that brought me to get clean. Mm -hmm. Because I was kind of completely alone at that point.
0: Where did you find the strength? my daughter mm.
1: myself and my daughter
0: yeah
1: you know i had kids and nowadays you see a lot of young kids doing this crap and you know they don't really have a lot to lose mm. i guess but you have kids and you have a life and you want to do things with your life you have to you got to find the strength to do it you, you got to suck it up and pull your big girl britches or panties or whatever big boy stuff and and do it because it was two. Actually, I just lost a friend today. I just lost a friend that I grew up with, um, twenty years of my of friendship, and I don't know if it's because of that, but I have a feeling it is. But it's hard. Like you gotta, I had to suck it up and do it. I had to do it.
0: Yeah, you know, Eddie left a comment here. He says, "Love can pull you from the grips of anything." Is that something you agree with?
1: I do. I mean, I do when it, unconditional love what's the difference
0: love? between love and unconditional love
1: you know you can love somebody but like a child is innocent you know they they don't see any faults they don't see any you know that's my mom you yeah. know they don't they don't see your bad side so i feel like you know when it comes to children or you know family if you, you know have that connect, family connection it's kind of more than just like you know loving your friend or loving your best friend my take Uh, on it at least (laughs)
0: yeah so you're seven years sober now
1: yes i am wow
0: congratulations i just
1: completed high school i just did five years of school night school to complete my high school diploma so that's been a big step for me um i love school i didn't do this when i was younger i you know got really crappy grades so I i Got A's go. and B's in this one, so I know that I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> gives you a little boost of confidence. And how's your
0: relationship little with little your family little. now? Your grandparents and your parents?
1: Uh, my fa- my relationship with my family is good now. Uh, my mom, I speak to her. I speak to my grandmother now. Um, allowed back in her house. <laughs> um, so things are really good. I do have family support now. So hmm.
0: I think that um. Like, unfortunately, it, and I say this, you know, with like love and respect, but your story is like more common than it should be. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are suffering and who are struggling and who are getting wrapped up in this stuff. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I had um, people in my own family, you know, who were struggling. Um, and the same thing doctor prescribed the medication and it was just, it just kept going, it just kept going. It was like, that was who their dealer was, you know? How do we change this? How do we get out?
1: That's a hard question um, because to, you know, everything, I mean, they're strapping down on pain medication and stuff like that, but it, it's not only just the pain medication. I, you know, growing up, I have never heard of like meth. And now like that's everywhere, everywhere you turn. uh, There's gotta be, that's a really hard question because once you get in it, it's so hard to get out. And you know, that's what I'm going to school for is to be like a LADAC counselor and stuff. I'm gonna be hopefully starting college this this year coming up because I see so many young kids getting into it and it's the getting into it that needs to stop. Because once you get into it, it's so hard to get out.
0: Yeah. How do you think, you know, Eddie talked about this. How do you think people treat addicts? Like shit. Yeah.
1: Like shit. The stereotype, the, you know, I I am seven years clean and I still have people say things about me. And it's like, when does it stop? When, When do we, people that are clean and sober and are doing, you know, the right thing, when do... When does the criticism end? Because mm. it's not constructive, by all means. I don't think, you know, you can't walk into a hospital and ask for help if you're an addict. But if you're an alcoholic, you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand there's not a lot of room, like op- openings and rehab centers. And there's not that many around New Hampshire to begin with. It's yeah. Well, let me ask you a question.
0: <laughs> from your perspective, how should people treat drug addicts?
1: You know, if they're doing the right thing, I would think to, you know, try to be, I don't want to say sympathetic because sometimes that's not always the right way to treat addicts. Do you know what I mean? They can't be baby. But to at least have some, you know, you can do it instead of oh, well, we'll see, or, you know, you'll just go back out and do it again. Constructive criticism would be nice, not just putting somebody down. You know, and I always say this to people, I hate the word junkie. Mm. I really do, because just because somebody is addicted, it doesn't mean everybody, you know, goes out and steals from stores or, whatever you're doing to get your fix it doesn't mean everybody or it we're not pieces of crap we're people we have a problem and you know it needs to be fixed or addressed or whatever but to treat somebody like they're low or a puddle on the ground and stomp on them is not going to help somebody want to go get help why would you want to go get help if if you walk into a hospital and get told you know, well, no, we don't help people like you or whatever. I think a lot has to do with the medical field as far as the way people get looked at Mm. um, and the peers around us. So a little bit more, you know, you can do it would be nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, I think the misconception here is that people – People look at an addict and they see somebody hurting themselves. And sometimes people can't understand that, you know, they can't, they can't recognize why why they keep doing it. Right. When they get out. So I I don't know. I mean, you said that it was very lonely when you were in, in the rehab, when you were like, you know, getting clean and stuff. Did faith ever play a part for you? Or no, I'm a faith guy. That's why I ask.
1: I believe in faith a little bit. I mean, I, I'm not like a holy roller. So people call it, I, you know, I've been to church. I went to church when I was little. I do think that there's a higher power and I do believe that, you know, we have to have something good to, to look at, you know, we see, uh, so much bad stuff going on. Sorry. My nose is running. I had a little teary eye earlier. We had, you know, we, we have, have something good to look forward not forward to but look into like we have to have something to believe and we have to have something to make us feel better than the stuff that's going on in the world um whether it be god whether it be mother nature you know whatever there is we were made somehow Mm. the galaxy the universe we were put here for a reason Mm. you know i feel like everybody has a purpose and we were all put here for a reason, and if somebody struggles with something, you know, we, we're supposed to help each other out. Now, you know, it takes a village. They say that for a purpose. It does, you know, take people to believe in you and to you to believe in yourself to do things. So, yeah, I, I have faith.
0: Got a question here from somebody. It says, um, "How can we support the person and affirm?" human dignity without enabling them.
1: Let's see, I can give an example to pretty much what my grandparents did to me. Um, you know, they they still loved me just because I, you know, wasn't allowed in the house and stuff. I actually give a lot of credit to them because if they weren't so hard on me and, you know, stopped giving me money, you know, stopped feeding into my manipulation, mm-hmm. they they knew that the 20 bucks wasn't for a pack of cigarettes but they would still give it to me you know like they had to stop doing that yeah um they had to be firm you know they all sat down with me and had like a if you want to call it like an intervention mm-hmm. like my grandmother my mom my daughter's father and you know color a couple other close people that i have and like My biggest, I think the biggest question, answer to that question is the enabling. Mm -hmm. Like if they're asking for money, if they're, you know, asking for rides to go get it, maybe anything that you can do to not feed that their addiction is like the best way to do it. But try not to let them feel like they're alone in their journey if they're getting sober or if they want to get sober. I think is the best way to not make them feel like, you know, they're anything less worth than anybody else because it's not true. And I think that's the biggest thing if you are helping somebody to get sober, to remind them that, you know, you're being hard or you're, you're making the decisions that you're making because you care, not just, well, no, you're not getting money you know, kind of explain yourself a little bit on why you're not doing that anymore, yeah. you know, or why, you know, you'll be behind them if they need to get help or anything like that.
0: I want to offer it up for people who are watching. If anyone has uh, questions for Christina, you know, to, to chime in here. Um, Eddie says where he got the help, they offered him opportunity and he took it more and more as it came his way. Would you agree with that? Do you think that getting the, the help that you got was yeah. was opportunity they gave you?
1: It was an opportunity. It was a big opportunity and I took it very seriously. Um, they say, you know, oh well you need you need people to help you get sober and you need to have this. The biggest thing in my as- in my opinion that you need is willpower. You have to want it if you don't want it, it's not going to happen. You have to, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you, you gotta want it. You gotta work what you're supposed to do. Uh, rehab was very helpful. It actually gave me new friendships. It, you know, I was around people that were like me, so I didn't feel so, well, like I'm the only person that's like this, or, you know, do I have a problem? Is it just me? So I think going to rehab was a big opportunity for me. And it showed me what I needed to do to stay sober and get my life back on track.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. Somebody else here commented, they said tough love for sure. Our daughter went ran away from home, and we stood our ground for what was right. The door was always open for her. And she she did come home a few times a year. But she saw a family that stood their ground. And was active in their faith. Um, Eddie says, you know, we need more programs that are structured to move forward with our life. Something to give us something to work towards. I think it was really really powerful for me, you know, when you reached out to me via email and you were like, hey, I kind of want to tell my story a little bit. And I think this is a great opportunity. I mean, we've got a ton of people, you know, that are watching this and listening and they're going to be listening and watching for the rebroadcast and stuff. Um two things i want to ask you. Number 1, what was your choice that changed everything for you?
1: I would have to say strength.
0: So for you it took it me It was i choose strength.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. it was strength because um you know, similar to Eddie, i was, you know, i wasn't a popular kid. I I was I was big. I was overweight. Um i was like one of the guys, you know. So You know, growing up, I, you know, didn't really feel like I fit in. But through my adult life, you know, I am a people pleaser. I like to help others so much that I tend to forget about myself Mm -hmm. sometimes. And I was like that a lot when I was um, using, too. And when you get sober and, you know, even going to school, I had to use strength, you know, I was going to school, working, um, and pregnant with my son. (laughs) Um, both times I was pregnant, I worked all the way through it. Um, so for me, it was definitely strength. I had to have strength to rip myself away from my kid and I had to have strength to get through rehab. Um, I just kind of, put it I put it in my mind and I did it. Yeah. For me, that's how I did it. Like I put it in my mind that I was not gonna do this. I was not gonna be like this anymore, no matter what. I was not gonna go back or or use. I have not relapsed, not gone wood. Um and I choose hope that I don't do that ever again. There's circumstances in life that pop up and you have to deal with them. Because if you don't deal with them, you know you're gonna have that, you know, stress or that weight on your shoulders, and that just kind of add feeds your your bad person over here that talks to you in your left ear more than the right person that talks good to you in your right ear. Mm-hmm. So have to kind of when you. You gotta just. I. It's hard for me to explain. I'm kind of nervous too. So I've never done this before. <laughs>
0: yeah, you killing it. Are you um, kidding me? The comments are coming in. People are listening. You've got like, you've got eleven people 11, between eleven and fifteen uh, bouncing in and out, listening and stuff. And I'm, I'm so glad that we just have an opportunity to share your story because I think people need to hear this. You know, people need to hear this so that they can understand what other people who are suffering with addiction are going through. Um, it's kind of like it's 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 dignity of the human person. And right. um, and this whole I Choose campaign and this series of what we're building, that's what this is all about, you know? It's about empowerment and leading people to the light and reminding them they're leading their life stories. So like, I mean, I'm just very, very grateful that you would be honest and willing to come on the show and talk about your personal experiences in this way. Oh,
1: it's actually important to me. That's why I reached out because I, um like I said, that's what I, I would like to go to school to become a LADAC because, you know, I see all these kids today and I've lost so many people, like even Eddie said it, we've lost so many people, it's like you become numb to it, you, you don't know how to react, yeah. there's no emotion anymore because we're so used to it. The more and more the younger generation dies, there's not going to be anything there to lead the world in the next 50 years. You know, we... It's just not... I just want people to know it's not worth it. You do have that choice, whether you want to pick up or you want to get your shit straightened out. Excuse my language, but... It it does come down to a choice. It really does. It comes down to a choice, and are you willing to... Put your complete heart into getting clean because I for me that's what it takes you have to be behind it 100% or I don't want to say you will fail because some people don't but you, it's very hard mm. especially if you have different things in your life that are hard for you to deal with or you haven't dealt with you gotta get things out and you have to work behind it 100%.
0: Couple of comments coming in here saying you, you are a strong woman, you have so much to offer and so much to bring other people.
1: That feels good.
0: <laughs> should feel it good. It feels
1: really good. Yeah. I hope so. Should it's, yeah, it does. It does.
0: It should feel good, you know.
1: You know, I'm not used to getting comments or you know, I got really crappy grades in school. Um so to get comments now it you know, it feels good and it helps me go through you know what i want to do and because i'm you know smart i'm a smart person i know i am i just graduated with pretty much honors so
0: well listen congratulations guys if you're out there and you're listening to this um please leave us leave us some comments leave christina some comments um shoot us you know shoot us some likes and wows if you agree with what she's saying um, if there's any questions, we'll take. I know we're going over time here, Christina, but I love everything you're bringing to the table. I think it's super valuable. And so, you know, I'm just gonna open it up. If there is any questions, now's the time, guys, to jump in. Um, before we get to that, what is it that's on your heart? What is it that you want to say?
1: I really like this campaign. I mean, I think that we need more of things like this. I, I don't want to see kids dying anymore that's kind of what's on my heart you know I worry about my kids growing up like what what's it going to be like for them too Mm -hmm. so I that's like pretty much what's on my heart I just want to help I want to help people get through the things that they need to get through to to live their life the way they want to and you know do a good job and have things You know, so that's the biggest thing that's on my heart is to help people.
0: Eddie says, Christina, I'm so proud to see how far you've come. Keep inspiring. Keep doing it. Bria says, you are such an inspiration. Choosing to fight against the negative and push through to a better life shows so much strength. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on here i i love it actually it was funny because i was just getting it out to a couple of my friends of mine i was like you guys gotta check this out go on facebook i was like it's really cool because you don't you don't see much like i said you don't see very much constructive criticism when it's based on addiction Mm. you know there's a lot of negative stuff that people don't they're not educated on they don't understand that we're just normal like them. We just you know go through things and maybe it's it's not harder on us, but we kind of find a way to relieve our our problems a different way once it once it gets to that. you know we're still good people, people that use are still good people they just need to find find a way back yeah. we're way back to the road less traveled.
0: You got people over here saying choosing to help yourself is the best way to help others. Keep rocking it. Congratulations for your strengths, blessings for your future. Um, I mean, it looks like you got a lot of support here in the, uh, in the group today, which is awesome. I'm so grateful. Um, and I want to, I want to say, thank you. Thank you for giving me permission to kind of like get on here with you and have this conversation. I think that it's helpful. I think that, you know, it's within that vulnerability that we're able to discover, like, you know, who we really are. And I think that no matter what people's issues are, I mean, everyone's got issues. How we deal with them is different depending on the person. But everyone's got issues. It doesn't matter. Suffering exists whether you're rich, whether you're poor. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, everyone's going to suffer. Life, this is life.
1: Life equals issues. That's one of my most popular sayings I tell people all the time, life equals issues. If you don't think that you don't have problems, just like the person down the street, that's what life is. And we were meant to get through those issues and overcome them. So, you know, that's, it Support." support is a big thing yeah
0: so just let's wrap it up christina tell me where where are you right now what's going on in your life right now tell me all the good things that have happened since since you you know since you've been sober you mentioned you got your daughter back Uh,
1: yep i have my daughter back she lives with me goes to school she's 10 now Wow. Um, i have a son i have a two-year-old son wow um i've graduated high school um i have I had, I had a job, the restaurant shut down, but I did have a job a lot when I was pregnant with my son. Um, I worked there for about, f four years from the time they opened till the time they shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to be going to college. I'm working on, you know, getting ready to fill out i i feel weird saying this but learning how to do you know grants and and school loans i feel weird saying that at 33 but these are things that i missed out on because of my situation so
0: i think that um everything you mentioned is like is just awesome i think there's a lot of people who could learn from your story um and I'm grateful. Like, thank you for giving me permission to to show this, to, to broadcast this, to rebroadcast it. Um, thank you for, for, you know, giving me permission to just kind of like have a conversation with you that's real and vulnerable. I'm super, super grateful for that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I thank you for, you know, letting me do it. It kind of helps me too, in a way. You know, I, I really haven't talked, about what I've went through that much with people. Yeah. Um, so it kind of gives myself time like to get it out a little
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's really, really important. You know, I think that what we're building here, this community that we're building, um, that's what it's really all about. So I just want to say, you know, again, thank you. I am, I am super grateful. We're going to add, add our, uh, our our boy over here. Let's we'll see if he's around. Oh, look who it is! <laughs> you What's got up, bud? On. My goodness! I, I can, got him. I can hear you. You look. Good. I got You're him. Sound great, dude. That was episode three with Christina. What'd you think,
2: dude? That that shit was real, man. That was real. That was Christina. Thank you for just keeping it real, um. Dude, we touched on a lot of good stuff tonight. Just like strength, opportunity. I think, like, for me, it's just, like, just listening to to her and listening to this, you know, this live tonight, it's, like, I think we just need opportunity as addicts. Like, I think, like, Hmm. I think, you know, losing hope and losing things to hold on to and losing things to live for, I think that was what it was for me was that, like, what was the point? Like, I am i don't have any opportunity. I've kind of wasted away a lot of my life. And what's the point? And I think, you know, I know, like, back home, you know, where me and Christina grew up, um, in New Hampshire, there's not a lot of help. Not like New York. Not like New York. Like, when I came out to New York and I did the, the inpatient and the outpatient and the sober house, and then they gave me opportunity for free schooling and everything else, it was just like – I just saw opportunity. I was like, wow, I can really get a fresh start. I can I can really give this whole thing another shot and and there was a path laid out for me. Whereas like mm-hmm. I don't think I, I had that back home. Um but I just think, you know, like the the strength that she shared tonight with her story and uh I know Christina from, from back home. I mean we never really crossed paths when we were out there or anything like that but she was my neighbor as a kid mm. and uh she talks about like having a hard time when she was a kid and getting ridiculed in school for her weight and all that kind of stuff like i think it all starts in the beginning for us
0: yeah
2: and um it's crazy man but i think like opportunity is what i got the most out of tonight mm. and what's crazy is that in this campa- campaign the i choose campaign You're giving people opportunity right now.
0: Mm.
2: Like just seeing Christina smile tonight.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah,
2: that was amazing. That was me because this meant something because this is her life and we just want to be heard. You know, I think, I think that's the big problem is that nobody's getting vulnerable. Society has like, we got to be a certain way, you know, like, and we don't get that opportunity to get vulnerable, to get real. You know and to tell our real story and tell people how we're really feeling
0: yeah no i agree
2: i I think i think like this stuff right here what you're doing is is you're giving people that opportunity dude thanks man it means
0: it means a lot to me and i'm super grateful i mean christina you know she left some comments here saying thank you so much sorry that she lost us thank you guys she says what's up eddie reach out if you want to chat again she loves this um, we got people saying stories are so powerful, everybody's story is valuable. Um, Christina's saying you're so right, Eddie. Yo, man, I know, I know, and I'm just, I'm praying and I'm hoping that we can just keep keep rocking this. I'm super, super grateful that Christina came on, was vulnerable, shared her story, and I hope the people who were listening out there, you know, got something out of it. You know, for her, it was, I choose strength. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's something it doesn't matter addict or not. We all need to choose strength. We got to be there yeah.
2: for each other, man. For sure. And I mean, if you're watching, I, like support this stuff, man, share it, be engaged in it because there's not much stuff out here. That's that, that, that is like this. And, uh, I really believe in what you do with Mike. I do. And Thank I'll do everything that I can to, to support it. Thank Um, you. because we need this.
0: We need this. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We got Sue here. She says it was amazing when she said she hasn't spoken about what she went through. The fact that she opened up shows that her strength continues and is now living in her. Yeah. So.
2: That's it. All right.
0: Well, I just want to say thanks, Eddie. Thanks for tuning in, man. Yeah, man. All right. Check Love you, you later. guys. Later. later. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you hit that subscribe button if you're listening on iTunes. Please share this with a friend or family. And if you'd like to support the I Choose series, you could do so by purchasing a hat or a t-shirt via our Facebook, Instagram, or website, one. because it's one choice that will change our life forever.